about this bridge of trust getting from this place to that place. And we're all in very different places with regard to trust. Some of us sitting in this room or under the sound of my voice, some of us today, as you think about trust, you can consider the many people or things that you do trust. That list might be small. That list might be great. There's reasons why you don't trust. Very different for everyone. Someone lets you down. Something happened, whatever it was, but something occurred. In Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6, if you'll turn in your Bibles there, a scripture that you're all probably very, very familiar with, but it is so applicable to what I'm talking about today. It says this. It's in the First Testament, Proverbs chapter 3, verses 5 and 6. says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not, or in the ESV it says, And do not lean on your own understanding. Everybody say, Do not lean. lean. On my own understanding. Put your hands on your head and say this with me again. Say, Do not lean. On my own understanding. If there's anything I don't want to trust, it's my own understanding. (laughs) Because it changes. I am a growing vessel. I am a growing instrument. I am learning every day. If I put full trust in what I know today, it will take away my ability to grow. Because if I trust fully what I know in my head, it will not allow my spirit to encourage me to learn what's next. Because I'll think this is complete. Does that make sense? We'll get back there in a minute. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your paths straight. Or in this version, make straight your paths. Say this verse with me, verse 6. In all your ways, ways, acknowledge him him. and he will make straight straight. your paths. Man, what a great, great, great proverb. In all my ways, if I acknowledge him, he will make straight my paths. In my head, it's in the King James Version. So he will make my paths straight. So in all my ways, if I will acknowledge him, he will make straight my paths. He will sort things out. If in all my ways. Everybody say if. If. In all my ways. I acknowledge him. He will make straight. Not maybe, you don't have to say that, not might, not perhaps, it's not, a, it's not a committee meeting that he has to have with anybody. He said, if in all my ways I will acknowledge him, he will make straight my paths. Considering that scripture, we can easily, it would really, really be easy to deduce that where there is no trust, the path of life will absolutely be replete with twists and turns that hinder our growth and success. If I consider that scripture and I consider that if in all my ways I acknowledge him and my paths will be made straight, if I consider that scripture, I can only deduct from that that this is true, that if I acknowledge him and I trust him, then life is good. My paths will be straight. So I can also say that if I were going to flip that around and I were going to say, if I do not in all my ways acknowledge him, then my path is really going to be a serendipitous one. It's going to be curvy and wavy and it's going to have dips and bumps that are completely unexpected and very possibly detrimental to my purpose, the fulfillment of my purpose. Would that be true? So life can be a chaotic mess to sum it all up, my life, and I'm asking you to repeat me a lot this morning, so put your hands on yourself, my life life can be a chaotic mess mess. if I do not trust him. him. 
So wouldn't it be wise to trust him? How many want a chaotic life? Now, you know, there's some things that we like that are a little bit uh, curvy and wavy in our path. We like things that are unknown and and unpredictable and, and what have you. And he's really not talking about a path like this. He's talking about a path of purpose where one point leads to growth in the next point. Uh, this success leads to that success. This joy leads to another joy. Now, the, it's not about straight. It's simply about this purpose, this good thing leading to that good thing and that good thing. Does that make sense this morning? So when we talk about trusting today and the bridge of trust, all of us, again, are in so, so many different places in this room that uh, sometimes it's, it's difficult for us to put confidence in people because we've been hurt, we've been offended, we're unfamiliar with what to do next. I was sharing with, with uh, my kids the other day, we were sitting talking, and I was sharing with them a story when, when Kim and I were evangelizing years ago, almost 30 years ago, and we were evangelizing, and, and I was gone on this particular trip by myself to a church that we had gone to many times. It was a church of about 300 people, and it was a, it was a great place to go. We really enjoyed going to that place, and we were invited there to come and minister frequently, and this particular trip, she was not able to go because Kaylee was a little, little teeny thing. So she was not, Kaylee, uh, Kim was not able to go on that trip. So I went alone. And I happened to be gone on Father's Day. The week that they wanted me to preach, it was a Wednesday through a Sunday. And they wanted me to preach on those days to, to have what they called revival back then. And so I went and I was there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Well, Sunday's Father's Day. So I get up to preach on Sunday. And as I'm opening up my Bible, because it was Father's Day, I took my little brown Bible that you have seen, and you've also heard the note that is inside of it. And I took that little brown Bible that my dad gave me when I didn't know God, didn't serve God, didn't care about God. But he had given me this Bible because he did know God, and he did love God, and he wanted me to love God. So he gave me a Bible on my 14th birthday, and he wrote this note in the front of it, and he just, and I'm just going to paraphrase it. I, I was going to bring it today, and I forgot it. But he said, basically in that Bible, he said, he said, dear son, he said, I just want you to follow the purpose of God. I want you to hear what he has to say. I want you to be obedient to what he has to say. I want you to trust him and honor him and, and use this as your guide. And, and he just wrote this really, this just great note from a dad to a little boy in such a way that he believed that if I write it this way, perhaps it will get into the, to the grit of where my son is and, and maybe help him see that God does love him. So I stand up in front of this church, and as I stand up and I open the Bible, I said all that to them. I said, it's Father's Day, happy Father's Day. So I'm going to read to you a note in this Bible that my dad had written to me when I was 14 years old. At that time, I was probably 28-ish, 29 years old. And, and, I said, and I said, so I'm going to read this to you. So I open it up, and I'm looking down at my Bible because I didn't have it memorized, and I still don't. But I was reading, and I start with dear son, and, and then I'm reading the sentences, and I'm reading. And all of a sudden, I, I hear commotion. I hear movement. I hear crying. I hear people loud. I hear noises. And I'm not looking up because I'm in my mind while I'm reading it. I'm, in a, I'm a guest, preacher, evangelist at this particular church, and I'm thinking, I might not like what I see. It might not be good to look up. 
maybe I just need. So I'm reading this thing, and, and I just hear all this commotion, and then I get to the end, and I see movement over to my right. Don't know what the movement is. I'm somewhat concerned. And, but I hear it crying, intense, just guttural sounds from people. And when I finish reading that, I look up, and not a single person in that congregation is sitting in their chair. But every human being in that building was lying on the floor, crying, sobbing, just lying, praying. I look over. Now, in my mind, it's the most powerful thing at that time, up to that time, certainly, and one of the most powerful things I've ever witnessed in a church gathering. And as I'm looking out over them, I'm in my mind trying to think, okay, and what now? And I look over to go to, to, to talk to the pastor. He's laid out on the floor. And crying, man. I'm like, oh, God. And I turn and I go over to him. He's laying over there and he's face down. And I just get over there because I'm feeling like I need to do something. I mean, I'm in charge of the service right now. I need to do something. This is getting out of hand. People are crying. And praying, shame on them. And I tap him on the shoulder. Pastor, and I won't say his name, but I said, Pastor, I said, and he looks up at me and, I, and he's crying. And I said, what do you want me to do? And he said, be quiet. And I stand here and I get by that pulpit and I look out and again several hundred people literally the floor is you couldn't walk across it it was a carpet of people everywhere between the seats on the seats on the floor crying sobbing everywhere I mean you it was powerful and I look out and then suddenly this man in the middle section about three quarters of the way back you see him getting up I'm just watching I'm looking out now I if I'm being honest I wasn't feeling the need to lay down and cry I was feeling like I was getting a lesson. And, and I look back three quarters of the way, and I see this man, older man, making his way up, large older man. I still see him clearly today. And he's making his way up, and he gets up, and he yells out, I want to be saved. How can I be saved? And he twinkles his way to the front of the auditorium. And then another one over here. I want to get saved. I want to know God. How can I know God? And then another one over here. How can I know God? And then another one back here. How can I know God? And I'm standing here and I'm witnessing this and I'm watching as these are yelling out and just standing and they're beginning to come to the front. And I didn't know who was part of the church and who wasn't. I had no idea other than a few that we had known over the times that we had gone. And they come up to the front and I, I just ministered to them in the way that I could. But the truth is I was the one ministered to. It was me. But the reason was because when I didn't know what to do, I had to find trust. Yeah. And when I went over that preacher and I said, Pastor, I said, what do you want me to do? He said, be quiet. And I had to trust that quiet was right. I had to trust that in quietness, God could do what a carsophony of noises could not do. 
I had to believe that he would do the miraculous. When we do think about trust, and we think about how people do trust and why people don't trust, probably one of the biggest reasons that people don't is because somehow trust was broken through a relationship or whatever it might be. But I want to say this to you, broken trust, listen to me, broken trust can lead to the inability to allow others to assist us in our growth and in our success. We have to find a pathway. There is a bridge from broken trust to trust again. There is a pathway to get from where I don't trust to get to the place where again I can trust. And when we stop trusting, when we stop trusting, it opens the door for a multitude of errors in our life. If I cannot trust, I cannot do well what I was created to do. If I felt the need when that man said, be quiet, and I could not have trusted him, I'm glad that I did. I, probably more, not, probably more, not, less trust and more because I just didn't know what to do. But had I not been quiet, would those lives have been changed like they were changed that day? The lesson wasn't for them. The lesson was for Steve that he can move in the silence. He can move in the quietness in those places where we think, you know what, if you'll just play it louder, it'll make my hips move. Or my hands go up. Or my voice get louder. But if we can come to the place where we can say, Father, I trust you in the loud and I trust you in the soft. I trust you, as I said earlier, I trust you when it's a party and I trust you in the cave. Psalm 37.5 says this. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Man, you, got, you, you, you probably want to write this down on the back of your hand. It says, commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him and he will act. Well, I'm not there yet. I don't trust him and, and I don't trust you. And there might be people in this room. You, don't, you might not trust me yet because you don't know me well. You don't know. Or maybe, maybe you don't trust me because in the past, maybe I've said something that gave you reason to not trust me. Maybe I, I said something uh, that was contrary to what you believe. So in your mind, in your world, you think, well, how can I trust him? Because he believes something that I don't believe. Well, it's not about whether we believe the same thing. It's about whether there's a, a reason, whether or not that person or that place or whoever it is, in this case, person, does that person overall, do they lead me to a place where I can grow and I, I can succeed and, and I can be changed for the glory of God? He said, commit your way to the Lord, trust in Him, and He will act in the same way. People in this room, you, you don't trust the Father. You might be watching or listening online. You're not watching today, but you might be listening. And you no longer trust the Father. You don't trust the person who might be standing in the pulpit. You don't trust the husband that you married. You don't trust the wife that you married. You don't trust your children anymore. What is the journey? How can I get from that place where, for whatever reason, they gave up my trust to getting to the place where I can trust again? I'm going to begin with the Father. 
I'm going to begin with him. Because as it relates to marriage, I can tell you if you believe with all your heart that God joins you together, then you must also believe you have to trust that he's going to work those differences out. If I will trust the Father, he will act. He will move. Everybody say, he will move. Say it this way. If I trust him, he will move for me. Get it this morning. If you trust him, he will move heaven and earth. If you will trust him, and if if he says be quiet or sit still, and you're just quiet and you sit still, give him room to move on your behalf. Give him room to act. Give him room to put things in motion. That will lead you to the place where, again, you can trust him. Father, I'm looking to you and I'm saying, I'm going to, whatever you say to me, that's what I'm going to do. And and you might even say, well, I don't know because I I don't really, how can I commit my way to him? I don't know what he's saying. I don't know that I'm hearing him. I'm going to tell you, even if you don't think you hear God, you hear God because he's moving in your heart. You know in your spirit the right thing. You know it. And you might say, well, I just think that's my intuition or I think that's my whatever. I'm going to tell you, the Spirit of the Lord exists in every human being. In every single human being, the Spirit of the Lord exists. And in every single one, He is provoking and He is prompting us. And He's saying, turn right, turn left. Don't go there. Don't go there. Stay away from that. Close your ears to that. Turn that thing off. That's the voice of God. And he speaks to us in those little small ways. And if we will commit our ways, if we will commit ourselves to that, he said on your behalf, I'm going to move, I'm going to move, I'm going to move, and I'm going to move again. Trust me. Crossing the bridge of trust means learning to trust for the first time or learning to trust again. And then to quote a little cliche, and I hate to be cliche-ish, but to know Yahweh is to trust him. You know, without getting into ugly details, I don't want to get into details. I'm trying to stay away from that this morning. But there's, there's things about all of us that reasons, um, even for me, uh, let me just use me. There are people that, as I said in the beginning, I trusted from the very beginning, and then they gave me reason to no longer trust them. But we've all experienced, even recently, the miracle of God that when we come to a place where his hand is in it. And we can do it by his hand. And we can extend an olive branch, for lack of a better way, and say, let me see if there's anything here. Trust can be restored where trust once was and then was forfeited. It can be restored again if we do it his way. Psalm 9 verse 10 says, And those who know your name put their trust in you. For you, O God, have not forsaken those who seek you. Those who know your name, they put their trust in you. For you, O Lord, have not forsaken those who seek you. Hear me this morning. Whoever you are. All of us have trust issues. It's always funny to me when people will say, Well, you know, I I can't because I have a trust issue. Well, everybody that's breathing has trust issues. It just might not show up until the right person shows up. But everybody breathing has trust issues. Everybody. Sometimes it's people really close to you. And sometimes it's people that are way off, but we all have that. And there there is a pathway to get past. And listen, trust 
He doesn't ask us to give our lives to people, but every time we trust, we give a piece of ourselves to people. Every time. As soon as you trust them, you're giving a piece of yourself to that someone. When I married my wife, the first night I met her, I told her she was going to be my wife. First night. I loved her immediately. I didn't tell her I loved her yet. I just said, we're going to get married. I hope, I hope love is involved in all that. And she said, I don't think so. I'm dating someone. I said, that's okay because that will change. It's true. And then two years later, we were married. And today we have three amazing kids and a grandbaby. We have five kids now and a grandbaby. And I think about the first time that I saw her and I knew she was going to be my wife. Not because I deserved her. She, she didn't deserve what was coming to her, but she deserved better than she was getting. But I trusted her. The first time we sat on the front row of that church, and I said, you're going to marry me. And she looked at me like I was an idiot, not knowing who I was. There was in me, there was a trust, and it's never been forfeited. She's always been easy to trust. But then there's others I've known that I had that same kind of trust with in the beginning. But then as it was lost, then it had to be earned. Then it had to be demonstrated. Okay, I gave you everything I had the first time. I gave you a piece of me, and you violated that piece of me. You chewed it up, and you spit it out. Before I give you another piece of me, I'm just, I gave you the whole filet the first time. I'm going to give you a cube steak this time, a little bit at a time. And then when I find out that you marinate that just right, and it's good, I'll give you a little more, and we'll work on getting back to that filet. But trust comes to us when something is demonstrated in our life by someone or an event whether it's through a human being or whether it's through God himself, through a relationship with the Father, trust will come to us when something supernatural happens that looks natural. Yeah. It looks like a natural thing. But that natural thing becomes a supernatural moment that causes us again to say, to reevaluate where we're at. Why do I have a hard time trusting? And I believe the answer to this is, and we'll demonstrate this, I believe, in a moment. But I believe the answer to that is because I think sometimes when we're trying to cross the bridge of trust, when we're trying to get from the place where we don't trust to the place where we do trust, I think sometimes we try to correct the mistrust in the wrong things first. And I believe it would be right if we would stop focusing on, I want to trust that person again or those people again, and first say, Father, help me simply trust you first. Help me to commit myself to you, to trust that what you said you would do, you would do, and then you go to bat for me. And you begin to restore and heal and mend those broken and wounded places. But first, I'm stepping onto this bridge and I'm going to begin this journey by saying, as much as I want to trust AJ and Sam, maybe I'm not there. I'm, this is hypothetical, okay? This is, I, do, I trust them both emphatically. But I want to, 
But you know what? If I keep trying to do that, there's, for some reason, I'm having a hard time getting through what's in my head about what happened with us. So what I'm going to do, Father, is I'm going to commit my ways to you, and I'm going to step onto this thing, and one step at a time, I'm going to learn that you are able to do in me. You're restoring that trust, and I, and I can begin to see, and I can begin to hear, and I want to get it right with you, and if I get it right with you first, you will then begin to restore. You will go to bat on my behalf and restore what once was there between me and them. Do you hear me this morning? There's a story about a man, and his name was... John Newton. But before I tell you this story, and you might know that story, I'm going to do something with you this morning. I'm going to try. I'm going to sing a song for you. It's probably not going to be pretty. But ignore the tones. Focus on the message. Amazing grace. How sweet. The sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Amazing grace, how sweet. The sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Stand with me. Amazing grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found. Was blind, but now I see. Be seated. This song was written in 1772 by a man named John Newton. How many know his story? John Newton, when he wrote this almost 250 years ago, when he was six years old, his parents died. And through a chain of events, he ended up growing up to absolutely trust no one. He rebelled against authority. Every opportunity, whether it was someone trying to raise him, care for him, show him the way, he rebelled against all authority because he learned not to trust. People let him down, rising up and lying down every single day. He went into the Royal Navy and then abandoned his post in Africa and was forced to serve there as a slave trader. He became enslaved himself and was forced to serve as a slave trader. He was a slave trader until his slave ship almost sank in a storm in the Atlantic a number of years later. While that ship was taking on water, he began to reflect on his entire life and all that he had become. 
And he began to cry out to God, if you will save me, I will serve you. He reflected on every moment. He reflected on the loss of his parents. He reflected on the people that hurt him. He reflected on the people that took him in, then forced him to do things against his will. He cried out and he said, Father, save me. And he trusted again and his life was changed. And he wrote this song, Amazing Grace, how sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I am found. I was blind, but now I see. He went on to fight in the English military to abolish slavery. The man who once enslaved became a man who fought for another side because he learned to trust again. He found out in his darkest hour when the ship was going down, he said, I've got to trust if I keep going this way, if I keep going in the path that I'm going on, all will be lost. My life will be in vain. There will be no good that comes from me. The memory of me will be all of the darkness and none of the light. So he looked to the Father. He said, here I am. A man with very little, Alex, come. Here I am, a man with very little. Here I am, a man that is struggling in my own mind. Here I am, a man trying to figure it all out. How can I trust? Because all of these people have let me down. I don't have any hope that there is another that is going to set me on the right path and give me any reason to live. But as I look out into the night sky, and I see the stars that are shining that look beautiful in the sky, all I can see is the death that is to come at the bottom of the sea. So I'm crying out and I'm saying, Father, I'm going to trust you. This is my only opportunity and I'm going to say, I'm going to cross this bridge of trust. I've never had a reason to trust you before. Today I do. Yeah. Trusting you is the only hope that I'm, these feet will ever touch land again. And in this room, trusting God is the only hope that your feet will ever touch land again. Today might be your moment. It might be your hour. This might be your amazing grace moment. Amazing grace. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me, a man who didn't see it, didn't get it, today I do. I once was lost, but I trusted you, and you went to bat for me, and now I'm found. I was blind, couldn't see, didn't know what I had gotten myself into, didn't understand that lack of trust had gotten me into the darkness and into the pit, and I was in the, in the swallows with the hogs. I didn't get it, but I get it now. I was blind, but today I see I've come to know you. And if I can trust you, if I can learn, God, to trust you, if you will put these feet on terra firma one more time, I'm going to sing, and I'm going to speak, and I'm going to declare your glory, and I'm going to look different. I'm going to be different. I'm going to sound different. I'm going to act different. My life is going to be different. It's not about doing what is evil, but it's about causing evil to be seen so that it can be abolished. And he went on to write, I don't even know how many songs, over 200 songs, I believe, hymns, and many of them sung today. 200, almost 250 years ago. He said, I'm going to put my foot on that bridge. I trust nobody today, Father. But I'm going to step. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to trust you again. And I'm going to get to that place 
Where when I sing, I'm singing because a miracle happened in me. I'm going to sing because you changed my heart. I'm going to sing because you changed my mind. And I'm going to sing because I see. I once was blind. But your grace has made me see. I once was lost. But trusting you has allowed me to be a found one. I had no hope. But today I do. Today I do. Right here in this room, there are people you have stopped trusting. You have stopped trying to trust. You have given up on trust. And the Father said, get your feet. Just get your feet on the bridge. Take a step. Will you please, this morning, simply take a step. Don't try to trust that man or that woman or that boy or that girl or that company or that boss or that employer, whoever. Don't try to trust them right now. Don't even worry about them. He's saying to you, he's calling out to every person under the sound of my voice this morning. And he's saying, trust me this morning. Trust me. Trust me. Will you put your foot out and say, Father, get me today from here to there. I want to trust again. And it begins with you. And if I can trust you first, you'll go out of your way to make it happen.